welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we would like to wish you all a blessed new year. So today, we would love to hear from you. We're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching. It's Monday, and we are here, very alive. You can call us at 1-800-221-9460. If you're calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, and today is also the feast of the baptism of our Lord, which if you watched EWTN this morning, Father Wade Menezes preached a beautiful a sermon. Preacher. And stay with him all week because he's taking us on a spiritual retreat um, and you don't want to miss that. So the question is this, do you pray for the manifestation of spiritual epiphanies? For yourself and others and have you witnessed or experienced an epiphany yes. and I hope you have because um, yesterday we celebrated the feast of the right. epiphany feast of the epiphany and where we and you could go to <coughs> ewtn.com forward slash epiphany if you need any information there's a great ebook there on house blessings so uh, yesterday we had the joy and the privilege of yet again blessing our home yeah. Yeah. And um, we had blessed chalk from our pastor, Father Jerebic, at the cathedral at St. Paul's. And um, it was old blessed chalk that we had, and I keep it in the junk drawer. Still with blessed, it. It's yeah. still blessed. And, um, and it was beautiful to do. So go to the website. The whole service is there. You just need chalk that's been blessed from your pastor and uh, put the information up there, and this year is 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 24. What's CMB? Uh, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. And there's also language in, in Latin uh, that takes those three letters, but you need to read all about that. It's beautiful prayers. You know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so we did it at our front door. We did it at the back door. We even did it on a garage. We did it on garage. I don't know if it's legal or not, but <laughs> we'll let nobody break in or steal anything in here or anything bad happen. Uh, but it, it's really wonderful each year to mm -hmm. consecrate our home and those who dwell therein with such a blessing. But we hope that you will call in today or, or email us or Facebook us or whatever you want to do. Uh, but uh, we want to uh, discuss not just the Feast of the Epiphany yesterday, the baptism of Jesus, which is a manifestation of one of the epiphanies, um, but epiphany small e, perhaps. An epiphany is, is a revelation, is a, is a disclosing, is, is making the Lord's glory aware to people, right? The, the star mm -hmm. and the kings followed the star, the first miracle. Uh, so it's happening. God's manifesting himself. Do you pray for epiphanies? Mm -hmm. Not the feast of the epiphany, for epiphanies. What are you talking about? That, that God would give a revelation to those that you're praying for. And that that would be a part of your prayers. Lord, give so-and-so in my family. Give my friend. Our church family needs some epiphanies, some revelations. Um, this one who's in despair, Lord, give them a revelation. Give them light because Jesus is the light of the world. For our nation, for the countries of the world, for those at war, those considering abortion, euthanasia, assisted suicide. God, give people an epiphany, those in high places, those in low places. And so we have a lot to share about that. In terms mm -hmm. We pray every year, especially at our Pregnancy Medical Center. Let's pray for epiphanies that these girls coming in, 
40% of which are, are desirous for an abortion, if you could be desirous for it, that's what they're coming for, that they would be given an epiphany. And uh, we had one girl, when we first started praying that, who's thinking she wanted an abortion, and in the midst of the counseling and all that we were doing, she said, I think I just had an epiphany, an awareness of what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm supposed to have my child and keep my child. She came in one way, she left another way, but we were praying for that which only God can do. Right. A work of grace, a manifestation, a charism that comes forth. And all of a sudden, the veil's taken off, the blinders are off, and they see. It doesn't mean they're going to do right, but it's a real opportunity. And God's granting grace that they would choose life. Do you pray for the manifestation of spiritual epiphanies for yourself and others? Have you witnessed or experienced an epiphany? Give us a call with your thoughts today. 1-800-221-9460-205-271-2980. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions and your comments on our show. So give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460 outside of North America. You can reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email to jimandjoy at ewtn.com. So the question today is this. Do you pray for the manifestation of spiritual epiphanies for yourself and others? And have you witnessed or experienced an epiphany? So what is an epiphany? It's like a revelation, something that gets revealed to you. It, you may hear something, and hopefully you're praying that while you're at Mass, right? And you're wanting uh, the preacher, the, the homilist, who's bringing the Word of God to you to penetrate your soul, that you would hear it or see it or understand it or comprehend it in a way that you haven't seen, that God would lift the veil from your eye, that He would open your ears, and more than that, that He would do a great work in your heart. And for a changed life, what's the, what's the purpose of it? For a changed <laughs> life so that you would be pure and holy in all of your ways and you would love God more with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And <clears throat> I can remember one time sitting right here on the couch and we were interviewing Colin Donovan and we were talking about um, Colin's beautiful work that he does with our Blessed Mother. And Colin said, this is just <laughs> what he said. He said, well, you know, joy. He said, Mary... Our Blessed Mother is the mother of the Word. Now, I'm a convert, and that revelation, it was, it was a severe epiphany to me. I, I started weeping right during the interview. It's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, as a convert in Protestant land, you know, we're all about the Word. We love the Word. We're going to know the Word. We're going to study the Word. We're going to memorize the Word. Mary's the mother of the Word. And right. That, that a light bulb went off. In oh, you. my gosh, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm always trying to find a better way to comprehend and understand our Blessed Mother. I mean, you know, because I didn't grow up and know her. 
like hopefully many Catholics have. And so it was just, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. It was a revelation. It was an epiphany. And it changed and it deepened my love and respect and admiration of our Blessed Mother, yeah, yeah. to have, just to have that <clears throat> shared. And sometimes it's a sign, sometimes it's a comment, sometimes it's a relationship, yeah. sometimes it's somebody says. But it gets an anointed for some reason. Yes. By the grace of God, something happens that just can't happen naturally, and suddenly you see it. You're drawn to the light. Something goes off inside of you. And the question for today is, we want to hear from you, if you let us know your thoughts. Are you praying for epiphanies? What are you saying? So you might say, I often pray for revelation, for awakenings in our country, in the world. Awaken people, Lord. Give grace to awaken them. And in our own church, we need renewal. We need revival. We need a, a fresh anointing of the Lord. We need a new evangelization. And, and I think it's so important at this time of year as we begin a new year, and, and I'm sure all of you are so prayerful, to be thinking about this thing of epiphanies. Right. What does this person need? We've explained it. We sent them stuff. We're doing it. How, how much? Look, they need an epiphany. Mm. They need a star to shine, and they need to follow that star until it leads to the awesome, awesome light of Jesus Christ. And they get that revelation that they needed because people, in lots of ways, are blind, deaf, dumb, and dead, especially people who haven't been baptized, or nations of the world that, that don't know the Lord. Lord, would you put the star up, whatever that is for this person, for this nation, between these warring nations, Lord? So we need to pray and understand mm. a supernatural work has to take place yeah. to revive people or to quicken people to the truth. And, and this is what we're beseeching you to do and what we try to do every year with our staff as these girls are coming in considering abortion or not. Lord, would you do, we're going to give them all the information, we're going to show them videos, we're going to have an ultrasound, but Lord, only you can give an epiphany. Yes. Because in this country and in this world, so many places, they can choose the way of abortion. Or after they've done that, that they would have epiphany, have a revelation of what's taking place. It may be very, very painful, but once they come into the way of forgiveness and mercy and can try and be reconciled as much as they can with their child, who they will one day see in all likelihood face to face. So have you been praying for, have you experienced an epiphany? Here's a comment. Just seeing the beauty of the Lord's creation in the face of my grandchildren when they are born is an epiphany of God's goodness in my life. Mm. And this is Deborah from Facebook. You know, you can be praying as an intercessor for uh, maybe a family member, maybe a coworker, somebody that you know maybe they have a certain vice that is gripping them and you want to pray for their deliverance and for an epiphany and for the desire for whatever that vice might be that they're so attracted to in the weakness of their own flesh. It could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography, it could be unhealthy, toxic relationships, whatever it is. And God wants to use you to give you the grace to have a heart cry for another person. Um, just to say, I, I, I pray, Lord, that that desire would be taken away from him or her and Lord, give them an epiphany. Lord, help them to see, Jesus, you just show up with great grace. Now, does that always happen? It doesn't always happen. Sometimes we're all working yeah. it out. Yeah. 
And it's hard work to work out our salvation with fear and trembling and our holiness and to deny ourselves and to take up the cross and follow Jesus. But he gives us the great grace to do that and to love him. And so there are ways, I mean, when we go into a counseling room with our clients, we're talking about a power encounter every single time. Even if she's not abortion-minded, She's living a lifestyle, as she says, she might be a Christian, they might be a Christian, but just last night they smoked weed and they're sleeping together and they need an epiphany as to holiness in their lifestyle because we can't say, I love God with all my whole, my whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, but this is what I'm doing. It's like, you know, we need to be delivered out of and we all need to be delivered yeah. from something every single day. I mean, yeah. every day is a moment of conversion where we're saying, Lord, show me, show me where I'm dark. Show me where I'm, I'm blinded. Lord, show me where I'm not hearing you. Show me where there, I'm making no room for quiet in my life. Lord, reveal yourself to me in your mercy and in your grace. Reveal yourself to me and in my spouse and in my marriage and in my workplace because mm. you are the light. <laughs> you are the light. And Jesus, like we read in the readings today, he, a smoldering wick he will not quench. So he's not going to blow it out. Your little wick might just be just a smoldering and it needs the fresh breath of the Holy Spirit to come on you and to say, oh, woman yeah. of God, oh, man of God, I'm going to make you ablaze yeah. for me. So are we praying for epiphanies, for awakenings, for manifestations for this person that they could come? then are we willing to be used, if God so desires, by his grace that we would become an epiphany to somebody else? Mm. Like, so you can't, can't, just can't walk around and say, I'm going to be an epiphany. Well, I want to, if he lands on me, I could be that. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking, uh, Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, right, because December 12th, and I was just going for a walk at the place where I work at, the YMCA. And I'm saying, you know, Lord, I, I've, I've looked at a Lady of Guadalupe, but I want to know her better. I want to know how she operates, especially on behalf of the, of the gospel of life. And, and, and the pre-born and so on. You know, I want to know about that. I just, I said the prayer. I went in. I, I went into the, one of the, a steam room, actually. Mm -hmm. And this guy comes in and he just has to meet, you know, start talking. Well, what do you do? What work do you do? And I said, well, I work with EWTN. This is what that is. And then I work at a pregnancy medical center. And so we try to give every resource that girls would choose life instead of abortion. And he just says, he says, you know, my mother wanted to abort me. Mm. And he said, you know, she was... She was a supermodel, and my father was a photographer, and they got together, but she didn't want me. And so he goes through this whole thing mm -hmm. of how he was to be aborted. And I said to him, well, you know, we save lives, and it's so important, and every life is precious. And he said, well, I'm happy for those babies that you're saving, he says, but, you know, maybe it would have been easier uh, if, if I was just aborted. Mm -hmm. For me, for them, it's been just so painful for me. So I'm having this conversation, mm -hmm. and if I got about the prayer to, to our Lord to tell me more about a Lady Guadalupe, but epiphanies were taking place there. Right. And I'd forgotten that, but when it was that, that was an amazing conversation. I talked to him about the value of his life, preciousness of his life. He thanked me for that. I saw him again recently. He said, thank you for the conversation. Mm -hmm. But it was all, I think it was because God answered the prayer. Right. Tell me, and so she was on the move. Our lady was on the move. It was mm -hmm. really happening. But you got to ask for epiphanies. You know, we, I find that there's a direct correlation between asking for epiphanies, revelation, awakening, quickening for people, for nations, and for the world, and it happening. It's really true. Yeah, we have a comment. It says, anytime you see a sacrament administered, 
you are witnessing a type of epiphany. That's true. But I see it in a special way at weddings, and this is James from Facebook. And that is true, and I, I cry at baptisms, I cry at weddings, because we, we, what, and especially when people come into the church, we are witnessing the beauty and the, and the miracle of the sacrament at work, landing on matter, making a difference, and you're just saying, you're gonna believe that that life is gonna change for all eternity because Jesus showed up. And, you know, every time we receive the sacrament, you know, we should be going back to our pews, falling on our knees, thanking God, telling him how much we love him and that he would change, reveal, restore, heal us, redeem us because nobody is promised tomorrow. Mm. And if you've received Jesus in the sacrament, today, maybe you went to mass today or yesterday, then you need, you need to like cherish that and let God reveal what he's doing inside of you. And then you, you need to go to mass if you can go to mass. If you can't go to mass daily, then go to adoration. Do something that's gonna cultivate your spiritual wellness in this year. As you move forward, you could say, Lord, I, I, I wanna hear, I wanna see, I wanna know, I wanna do, I wanna be the best version of myself with the help of God Almighty. And keep your eyes on <coughs> Jesus, don't be distracted by all the lures that are out there to pull you away and everything that else can take your eyes off Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And that is the greatest epiphany of every single day that you have. And let's pray for those who aren't praying for themselves, mm. who don't believe in prayer, who were once in the church and have, have left the church. This year, let us pray for them in a special way, all the things that we say, but for a quickening, for awakening, for a revelation, for a manifestation, however the Lord has to do it, and that they would respond. Because sometimes the Lord shows himself, it doesn't mean we have to respond, it just means he's showing himself big time. Mm. And so let's pray for that, for our loved ones, for the nation, for the world, and for the church. We'll be right back, plenty more to come, don't go away. Well, thank you so much for all of your comments today. We always love to hear from you. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to hear from Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. Over to you, Greg and Lisa. Our faith is so central to who we are. When we can't share it with those we love, it's particularly painful. But what can you do when you're married to someone who doesn't share your faith, or worse, is hostile to it? It's normal for couples to have occasional disagreements about important topics, even religion. But when religion becomes a wedge issue in marriage, it's rarely about faith. The real issue is usually a failure of respect in the relationship overall. Respecting someone means more than being nice to them. It means working hard to see the truth, goodness, and beauty in all the things they find true, good, and beautiful, especially their religious faith. Couples who negotiate their religious differences well work hard to appreciate each other's beliefs. They look for religious practices that they can share, and they ask thoughtful questions about each other's faith, and they listen to the answers instead of trying to disprove or discount each other. 
Even when they disagree, they try to see things through each other's eyes. When faith becomes a source of constant tension, we ask the religious spouse to step back and reflect on all the other areas in their marriage where they and their mate don't see eye to eye. Are they able to come together on those topics, or are they only able to get along if either the faithful spouse gives in or they stay out of each other's way? If it's the latter, the real reason a couple fights about religion is probably because religion is the only issue that the faithful spouse isn't willing to give in on. And that speaks to a much bigger problem than just religious differences. It speaks to a failure of respect in the relationship, where at least one spouse has a hard time appreciating the value of anything they don't agree with. And that failure of respect is a foundational relationship problem that usually requires the help of a faithful, marriage-friendly counselor to resolve. Getting the right help for the right problem can enable your faith to finally become the unifying force it's meant to be. If you'd like more ideas for letting God play a bigger role in your marriage, check out our book, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. Another excellent teaching by the Pop Checks you know, being unequally yoked with someone and yet connecting everywhere you can possibly connect, maybe even stepping back from saying too much mm. you know, regarding faith. And it really fits with what we've been sharing throughout the show today, praying for epiphanies, praying for an awakening, a revelation, because we just think, well, I've said this all right. He's got all the information. Why don't they respond? Mm. And, we, and, and we forget the need for grace and for, for mercy and for supernatural work and the work of Christ, who is the light that they need. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I mean, who says that? Well, Lord, I'm praying that your light just shows up supernaturally for those that I love, for my enemies, for the nation, for the world, and for the church. Join us next time uh, when we have a great conversation with Kimberly Hankel. She'll be sharing about the joy of foster care and adoption and all the good it can do for Catholic families today. It's, it's a wonderful teaching that she has, and she really teaches on uh, mothers that place their children for adoption, those who are receiving the children, and how the church can be supportive mm -hmm. of them through this process. There's so much there, and it's really a part of the whole pro-life movement rescuing those being led to the slaughter, ministering to those that may have had abortions, foster care, adoption. There are going to be a couple of great shows, and maybe you've considered it, and, and you got questions about that. She's going to address all of those things, and may the Lord give you light and revelation. As we wind down the Christmas season today, the baptism of Jesus, may we take up the call to pray for epiphany, small e, awakenings, revelation that souls and lives might be saved and that those who've left the church might come back, that whole nations would be healed and the church would be revived. Mm. God bless you and all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. Bye now.